Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here. And dude, this week in data breaches was absolutely insane. I can't remember the last time I compiled this many breaches uh, basically for the week. So with that, as always, I want to thank the following people that sent me a lot of this information. That would be Joe DiBiase, Jay Dance, Jacqueline Wolf, Shay Sanchez, and Mike Adori. Thank you so much. <clears throat> Please keep sending those tips my way. First up is Maryville Inc. in South Jersey. They run several addiction recovery centers in the area, and they announced that they had a breach in August of 2023. Now, according to them, the attacker accessed information including social security numbers, health insurance information, and financial account information as well. And so here we are. This apparently happened on August 22nd, and apparently one of their corporate email accounts was compromised. Now, moving on, let's talk about prison communications provider Global Tellink and two of their subsidiaries because the FTC or Federal Trade Commission has finalized their order to Global Tellink, etc., settling charges that basically they failed to secure hundreds of thousands of users' data and failed to basically notify or alert those that were affected. So, under the order, they are now prohibited from misrepresenting their data practices. They have to implement a data security program, change management, multi-factor authentication, et cetera, et cetera. And they also are required to notify anybody caught up in the previous breach and notify those that are caught up in any future breaches, which hopefully never happen. But if you use Global Telelink, you've got a loved one in prison somewhere. Odds are you're using them. So heads up. Moving on. Let's do our mini segment, basically entitled, If You Just Spent Money on Cybersecurity, You Wouldn't Be Getting Sued, You Wouldn't Be Losing Your Reputation, and I Definitely Wouldn't Be Talking About You Here on Breaches of the Week. And first up is online grocery delivery company known as Wee! Exclamation point, Incorporated. Now, a federal judge dismissed a proposed class action against Wee! over a data breach finding that the two former customers <coughs> failed to allege any kind of real injury. Now, Tyson Liao and Richard Tang lack standing to sue because the leak only disclosed low-risk data, such as their name, address, and phone number. The U.S. District uh, Court for Southern District of New York uh, basically issued this ruling. The plaintiffs also said... They were injured by spam calls and texts, but they couldn't prove that that actually came from the breach that we had. So here we are. Remember, if you're going to be suing civilly for damages, you actually have to prove damages. So it looks like we is going to be off the hook for all your grocery ordering needs. Moving on. Let's talk about North Kansas City Hospital. That's its actual name. Now, 2023 data breach there lasted more than a month, is now leading to class actions. So the breach lasted from March 27 through May 2 of last year and basically affected personally identifiable information and personal health information for 502,438 people. Now the lawsuit claims social security numbers and medical information were also compromised, but the hospital disputed that in a news release after the breach. The breach basically didn't start with them. This is stemming from that major Perry Johnson and Associates uh, breach, which is basically the update for Perry Johnson this week. And if you are a longtime follower of Breaches of the Week, you know that essentially, um, you know, Perry Johnson's been around for a while just because hospital after hospital is disclosing. Really sucks. Now, this is an interesting one. 
We're going to talk about Green Ridge Behavioral Health. This is a Maryland-based practice that provides psychiatric evaluations, medication management, and psychotherapy. On February 21, uh, basically um, HHS, they're the ones that run HIPAA uh, for compliance, basically had a settlement with Green Ridge Behavioral Health. Now, the settlement revolves... Uh, resolves rather an investigation following the ransomware attack that affected more than 14,000 individuals and under those terms they will pay a fine of $40,000 and implement corrective actions etc. Now here's where the interesting part comes in. This was the second ever ransomware attack that HHS had to get involved in meaning the wheels of government turn slowly because how many ransomware attacks have we seen on medical facilities since? That's huge. So there you go. But finally, getting some restitution there out of Greenridge. Moving on, let's talk about Edison Learning because attorneys working with classaction.org are looking into whether a class action can be brought basically in uh, brought against Edison Learning because, well, they had a data breach. Now, they're a school management and virtual learning provider. They recently revealed that they had a breach uh, between March 7th through March 17th of last year, and basically files were stolen. That uh, may include social securities, names of individuals, etc., etc. And so they said that on April 14th, Edison Learning did, that they sent preliminary notice to employees that may have been impacted, and they began mailing written notices on February 21 of this year, obviously way too long. So according to um, basically uh, news outlets, a cyber gang known as Royal Ransomware, I've talked about them here before, have claimed responsibility for the attack and reportedly threatened to upload 20 gig of stolen data uh, essentially to the dark web on uh, April 26th of last year. So heads up to you. If your higher learning or regular learning institution uses Edison Learning, you may eventually be entitled to compensation. Moving on, let's talk about Verizon, the largest, I believe, cellular provider and one of the largest communication providers in the United States. They're facing a putative class action alleging that they failed to safeguard employee data from a 2023 breach and basically not were not quick enough to disclose it to the roughly 63,000 people affected. Now, plaintiff Carlo Malacan, a former Verizon business account manager, accused the company of waiting uh, basically nearly two months to notify victims of their their data theft and that is according to the filing in u.s district court for the central district of california the company discovered the september breach in december of last year and did not notify authorities or those uh, whose personal information was stolen until February of 2024. So obviously way too late on Verizon as well. And so that's the mini segment for this week. If they had just spent money on say cybersecurity and did what they're supposed to do, we wouldn't be talking about them. They wouldn't be getting sued. They wouldn't have their reputations harmed. Moving on, quick update on Prospect Medical Holdings, Inc. More companies are now disclosing as a result of essentially their data breach as its supply chain. And so Acquient and Cigna, Cigna being the big health provider, have both declared data breaches now as a result of Prospect Medical Holdings. <laughs> Never a fun look. Moving on. Let's talk about the Archdiocese of New Orleans. Now, in one of the more unusual chapters in this long-running Archdiocese bankruptcy case, because apparently they're going bankrupt, attorneys disclosed that a quote-unquote rogue employee at a financial advisory firm hired by creditors in the case breached a court protective order when he shared Archdiocesan uh, financial records with a person in Africa that he hired online to do his work for him. Now, attorneys for the financial advisory firm Dundon Advisors 
Advisors and the Committee of Trade Creditors that brought the firm into the case said during the bankruptcy hearing on Thursday that the employee, a senior advisor in Dundon's San Francisco office, <laughs> did not share any details about, interestingly enough, clergy sex abuse survivors with the freelancer based in Africa. So odds are that's why the uh, New Orleans Archdiocese is going under in terms of bankruptcy, but we're all outsourcing stuff on Fiverr, but when you have sensitive information, you really can't do that, especially to, let's say, non-U.S. citizens going through this. It's just what it is. Moving on, I want to give you an update on Microsoft because Microsoft has disclosed new critical zero-day vulnerabilities in their Microsoft Exchange servers that are being actively exploited in the wild. So if your company still has a physical email server using Microsoft Exchange, heads up to you. Now, in addition to this, and this is a first for Microsoft, a major cyber attack has compromised hundreds of executive accounts due to a data breach on its Azure platform. I talked about that in a previous Breaches of the Week where apparently it looked like foreign intelligence was targeting Microsoft um, Microsoft accounts to understand what Microsoft knew about them and says, as opposed to stealing information or ransoming anything. So very interesting. Now, the Exchange Server vulnerability is a privilege escalation bug that allows an unauthorized attacker to remotely access and relay through what's called Windows NT LAN Manager or NTLM. Now, that basically is further used then to leak credentials and impersonate legitimate users as well. Microsoft has basically given this bug a 9.1% out of 10 severity rating, which means it's critical, and up to 97,000 Microsoft Exchange servers in the world may be susceptible to this. In addition, there were two more zero days, a security bypass um, issue and a smart screen bypass issue as well. So make sure you're keeping everything up to date. And these were released on the 13th of February. So get patching because those Microsoft Exchange servers, especially those that are basically production exposed to the world, are vulnerable, and that's never a good thing. Moving on, let's talk about Kajdel Memorial Hospital. Now, on December 7, Scurry County Hospital District, DBA, Kajdel Memorial Hospital, posted a notice on their website saying that they were a victim of a cyber attack. Now, as a result of that, we're talking names, address, dates of birth, social security, medical numbers, medical treatment information, and more, and uh, was exposed, and they are sending notices to those affected. So heads up, Kajdel patients. Moving on. Let's talk about FB Insure. On February 20, FB Insure, a subsidiary of Patriot Growth Insurance Services, filed a notice with Massachusetts after discovering that an unauthorized uh, actor had accessed their network as well. And we're talking about um, basically the release of sensitive information. I do not have a listing on that, but they're sending letters out as well. So if you use FB Insure via Patriot Growth Insurance Services, Heads up. Moving on, Lexington Medical Center on February 14th. Valentine's Day? Really? Basically, they filed a notice of breach with Vermont after discovering that an unauthorized actor was able to access an employee's email account. Now, according to them, uh, we're talking names, social security numbers, dates of birth, medical record numbers, health insurance identification numbers, patient charge descriptor information, and billing codes were released upon completing their investigation. They started sending out notices as well. <laughs> Moving on. And like I said, this is a crazy week. I apologize. I'm also a little under the weather if you can't hear it. So <clears throat> with that, <clears throat> Spectrum Vision. 
On February 2, uh, basically, Spectrum Vision Partners filed a notice with Health and Human Services, Department of Civil Rights, a.k.a. a HIPAA breach. And in this notice, they explain that basically unauthorized party were able to access patient information. We're talking names, dates of birth, and medical information. They're sending out notices as well. So heads up to you, Spectrum Vision. Now, let's talk about Wise Cameras. This made uh, a little bit of news in the cybersecurity realm in the past week because thousands of Wise Camera customers recently had images of their home and in some cases video made visible to strangers due to a quote security event end quote involving a third-party caching and crossing wires uh, according to the company on their user forum. Now Wise Labs uh, maker of smart home cameras informed customers who experienced the service outage Friday that 13,000 cameras received video thumbnails of other people's homes according to an update by co-founder Dave Crosby quote we can now confirm that as cameras were coming back online about 13,000 WISE users received thumbnails from cameras that were not their own and 1,504 users tapped on them, meaning open it up to see a thumbnail of not their house. Now, strangers viewed other customers in large thumbnail issues in some cases, recorded video events, etc., etc. So obviously it's a huge mess for WISE cameras. Hopefully they've got it fixed and heads up to you if you use their cameras for all your home surveillance needs. Moving on, let's talk about Employees Provident Fund Organization, or EPFO, out of India. Now, a data breach, excuse me, that impacted the systems of EPFO in 2018, exposing the personal data of millions of Indians, was found to have been repackaged by a Chinese cyber agency. And we'll talk about them in a bit here as per a preliminary probe of New Delhi Cybersecurity uh, uh, Agency. However, in 2018, though, when reports first alleged this breach surfaced, the EPFO had denied that their systems were compromised and instead said the vulnerability was exploited from systems of common service centers or CSCs, which I'm guessing is their IT provider. <laughs> the rest of it, interestingly enough, was behind a paywall from the Indian news outlet I was taking. But heads up to you, EPFO, basically that data was indeed breached and they essentially said no it wasn't and here we have proof and we'll talk about that Chinese agency shortly. Moving on, let's talk about Schneider Electric. This is the French giant. They make a ton of things, including APC, power products, battery backups, etc., etc. Now, the Cactus ransomware gang has claimed responsibility for the cyber attack that French industrial giant Schneider Electric disclosed at the end of January. Now, the incident, uh, the company said at the time, was discovered on January 17 and only impacted its sustainability business division, resulting in severed access to resource advisor and other systems used by that division. Schneider Electric has since updated its incident notification to say that it has restored access to the impacted systems and that the attackers exfiltrated certain data from the sustainability business division. <clears throat> now, according to Cactus, roughly 1.5 terabytes of data were exfiltrated from Schneider Electric systems. A ransomware gang has published a small set of the alleged stolen data, including copies of passports and non-disclosure agreements, and is threatening to make it all public unless the ransom is paid. Schneider Electric Sustainability Business provides sustainability consulting services to large organizations, including Clorox, DHL, Hilton, Pepsi, and more. <clears throat> so obviously we may be seeing disclosures as a result of this supply chain breach also from Clorox, Hilton, DHL, Pepsi, etc., etc., Never a fun day. <coughs> Excuse me. Moving on. Let's talk about the Youngstown State University, or YSU. And this is an interesting one, and it's kind of a two-parter. Now, 
Boardman police are investigating a report that checking and personal information was stolen from YSU Foundation donors. A police report from February 16 stated that a man who stated that he had discovered that $5,500 was taken from his online First National Bank checking account balance is essentially what kicked this off. Now, according to the man, he went to his bank and was told that his identity was used to make a fraud ID, and that was used to make a withdrawal at a Norfolk Northfolk uh, branch of First National Bank in North Carolina. Now, in the report, the man said he was handed a letter from the Youngstown State University Foundation stating that they had a breach in their system, which led to access to the personal information of donors. YSU Foundation confirmed the report in a press release Monday night. Now, I say all of that to say, check out this one, because recently, and this is according to another report, two nonprofit organizations filed data breach notices after discovering that a software vendor, DonorPerfect, experienced a data breach. And you know where we're going with this, because those two nonprofits were good counsel, and you guessed it, the YSU Foundation. Now, in this notice, respective nonprofits explained that the incident resulted in an unauthorized party being able to get access customer-sensitive information, which includes her name and a financial account information. And so here we are, meaning we are actually seeing actionable, uh, basically, offenses taking place, crimes taking place when somebody's walking in impersonating a YSU donor because they got access from this. So Donor Perfect may end up being the next BlackBod because apparently they're in that space as well. And BlackBod is a mess. They literally, I talked about them last week, just settled their, their massive data breach from a couple of years ago. So that's obviously a huge issue. You know I'll keep you up to date on that one. Moving on, let's talk about Jeff Weiler Automotive Family because on February 13th, they filed with Maine after discovering an unauthorized party was able to access their computer network. Now, in this notice, Jeff Weiler explains that the incident resulted in an unauthorized party being able to gain uh, consumer-sensitive information. We're talking names, dates of birth, social security, driver's license or state ID, medical information, health insurance information, and financial account information as well. <clears throat> they are sending out letters of those affected. So if you've ever worked for Jeff Weiler Automotive Family or bought a car from them, heads up to you. Moving on. Let's talk about Philips Respironics. Uh, apparently, they identified on June 5th um, and involved an unauthorized access of their server through a software exploit, leading the extraction of files on May 31st, 2023. Those were potentially contained personal, uh, personally identifiable information, and apparently this is a supply chain hit because on the heels of Philips Respironics, Rotec Healthcare had to go out and declare a data breach as well. <clears throat> Moving on, I want to give you an update on Infosys, uh, Infosys McCamish. We had a slew of companies reporting in the last couple of weeks, and this week is no different because Newport Group Inc. and Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company both have had to declare due to Infosys McCamish's data breach from a short while ago. Moving on, Alabama A&M. They said in an email to students Wednesday night that they had basically investigated and found no evidence of a security breach allowing anyone affiliated with the university to legally access or use student social security numbers. In the email, the university said it also, and it also admits for the record, that it has received around 100 reported concerns from tax filing rejections to decreased credit scores, <laughs> meaning basically people affiliated with Alabama A&M are receiving, you know, basically fraudulent, they've had fraudulent tax returns filed against them, decreased credit scores. As a result, maybe people have taken out loans. So something's going on there. Uh, Alabama A&M is saying, well, it's not us. We don't have a breach. We're going to find out. And, you know, we'll keep you up to date on that one as well. <laughs> Moving on. 
Chicago-based Appspin Dental. This is an update as well because now they've reported to the state of Maine where they have 10 locations across that state. So if you use Aspen Dental in Maine, here we are, heads up to you. Moving on, I want to give you an update on Insomniac Games. You might recall this from near the beginning of the year or end of last year when I was talking about this essentially major hit. Now, they are a subsidiary of Sony and they are sending out data breach notifications now finally to employees whose personal information was stolen in that ransomware attack back in November. Now, in December, if you recall, Sony said they were investigating the basically the ransomware claims that had breached Insomnia Games and stole 1.3 million files from their network after negotiations failed to pay the $2 million ransom. The Recita ransomware gang dumped 1.67 terabytes of documents onto basically a leak site. Quote, we are saddened and angered about the recent uh, criminal cyber attack on our studio and emotional toll it's taken on our dev team. Now, if you recall, they released everything, including specifications for games, future planning for games, all that kind of stuff. Everybody got a sneak peek into what Insomniac was doing for like the next 10 years. It was absolutely crazy, absolutely devastating for that company. So hopefully they're back on their feet. Moving on. Let's head on over to Pennsylvania and talk about Butler County because their officials are notifying residents this past Wednesday about an October data breach that impacted personal information stored on their networks. And in a news release, the county said federal law enforcement was basically alerted to the breach on October 2nd. And after weeks of investigating, they learned that sensitive personal data on the network was indeed accessed and stolen. We're talking names, social security, driver's license, and taxpayer ID. So if you live in Butler County or you work for Butler County, county in Pennsylvania, you might want to check in. Moving on, American Vision Partners. On February 6th, they filed with uh, Department of Health, uh, Human Services, Health and Human Services, Office of Civil Rights for a HIPAA data breach. And in this notice, they explain an unauthorized party access sensitive information, names, social security, contact information, dates of birth, medical information, and insurance information as well. They've sent notices out as well. So heads up American Vision Partners, patients. Moving on, let's head down under to Australia's telecommunications provider, Tangerine. Now, they just disclosed a recent cyber attack that compromised a personal information of approximately 230,000 Aussies. Now, the breach discovered on February 20, but occurred on February 18, involved unauthorized access to legacy customer database containing name, address, date of birth, email address, phone numbers, and Tangerine account numbers as well. However, (laughs) sensitive data such as Credit cards, identification details, and passports were not compromised, according to Tangerine. They attributed the breach uh, to attackers using login credentials of a contractor and took the steps, obviously, to shut that down. So this did not impact their services or accounts, which were safeguarded with MFA and, and obviously isolated from this legacy database. But heads up, if you're an Australian and you've got Tangerine for your communications needs. Moving on, let's talk about CarePro Health on January 15th. They filed with Health and Human Services for a HIPAA breach, and they explained that their incident resulted in names, social security numbers, dates of birth, (coughs) diagnosis and condition information, treatment information, lab results, service dates, prescription information, health insurance information, driver's license information, and financial account information being compromised. Apparently, if CarePro even breathed on it, it was probably exposed. CarePro is sending out notifications as well. (laughs) Moving on, Davlin Investments, and we're keeping rolling here. We're not done. On February 14th, 
Davlin Investments Property Management filed notice with Massachusetts after an unauthorized party got into their network. In this notice, they explained the incident resulted in sensitive information. I do not have a list of what that is, but they are sending out notices as well. So if you use Davlin Investment Property Management for all your property management needs, you know what to do. <laughs> Moving on, the Medical College of Wisconsin. On November 14, they filed with Health and Human Services after discovering that basically they had unauthorized access as well. And we're talking sensitive information. I do not have a list on that, but the Medical College of Wisconsin has begun sending out notifications as well. Moving on, Greater Cincinnati Behavioral Health Services. On February 2, they filed with Health and Human Services, and they said an unauthorized party was able to access sensitive information, name, social security number, dates of birth, demographic information, driver's license numbers, medical information, and health insurance information as well. They are sending out uh, notifications also. Moving over to uh, Brussels, let's talk about the spyware crisis update I've reported on the Pegasus vulnerability before. Now, what we just learned in the last week was that two members and one staffer of the European Parliament Security and Defense Subcommittee were the target of the Pegasus spyware and a widening security breach in uh, basically the EU institution. Now, French liberal member of the European Parliament, Nathalie Lissio, and I apologize for mispronouncing anything here, uh, that person chairs the defense subcommittee was targeted with the Israeli-made Pegasus, and uh, basically she confirmed that to Politico. Now, Bulgarian Social Democrat lawmaker Elena Yancheva a member of the subcommittee also found traces of spyware on her phone, and a third official, a committee staff member unnamed, was also targeted as well. Now, these new revelations show the crisis around the hacking of the European Parliament phones is widening after Politico reported this past Wednesday that the institution asked members of the defense subcommittee to have their phones checked for spyware. So, obviously not a good thing. This is a huge black eye for Apple as well, because they honestly, I don't think can really figure out how on earth Pegasus is working this effectively. <coughs> Moving on. Let's talk about restaurant chain Golden Corral. Now, on February 16 of this year, they filed notice with Maine after discovering an unauthorized party got into their infrastructure. And in this notice, they basically said that sensitive information was attained. Uh, social security numbers was included with that. So obviously not your, not your patrons, but potentially your patrons, definitely your employees. So if you've ever worked at Golden Corral or, I, I don't know, maybe use a credit card there to, to get dinner, heads up to you. Moving on, I want to give you a quick update on another supply chain breach. Keenan and Associates, we're still seeing uh, declarations as a result of them. And this year, or this year, this week, is members of Prime Healthcare Employee Health Plan. So if you're an employee of Prime Healthcare, heads up to you. Your third-party supplier just got you broke. Moving on, U-Haul. That's right, U-Haul it. There you go, Rent truck rental. They've started informing customers that an attacker stole account credentials to access an internal system for dealers and team members that essentially track customer reservations. Now, the breach exposed customer records, and that includes personal information, but payment details have not been impacted according to U-Haul. So heads up to you. If you've rented a U-Haul to haul your stuff, here we are. Moving on, let's talk about Los Angeles International Airport, or LAX, one of the big international airports across the United States. The hacking group, or maybe it's one single person, known as Intel Broker, claims to have breached the database of LAX, making off with a ton of confidential information belonging to private plane owners. Now, the breach, according to the attacker, took place in February of this year. 
It's important to note, though, that no customer or traveler data was involved in this breach. So if you're flying like American, United, you know, whatever, you're not this. You got a private jet at LAX, you've got an issue. Now, the incident apparently resulted in a compromise of 2.5 million records, including sensitive information such as full names, CPA numbers, email addresses, 1.9 million in total, company names, uh, plane model numbers, tail numbers, that's the ID number on the back of the plane, and more. So if you've got a private jet and you're storing it at LAX, one, good for you. You've got a, probably a pretty good job. And number two, you might want to check in. Moving on. Let's talk about the global human resource consulting firm, Robert Half International. They are huge in recruiting. So they basically got hit also by Intel Broker. And this is an Intel Broker week. Haven't talked about this guy in a while. And Sangerio, um, basically in separate attacks earlier this month. And that was a huge data exfiltration point. Now, infiltration of Robert Half systems resulted in the theft of confidential records customer details and employee files, as well as its OpenAI and Twilio configuration settings, according to Intel Broker, which is selling the data for $20,000 US, uh, basically if you pay by Monero, that is the cryptocurrency designed to obfuscate its transaction trail. Other information touted uh, that has been stolen from Robert Half included Git repositories and the company's client list, but investigation to the extent of the incident is still ongoing. So if you're working for Robert Half, recruited by Robert Half, Paying Robert half, whatever it is, heads up to you. And we're we're rolling. Microsoft, not Microsoft, I just did Microsoft. Facebook, let's talk about Facebook. <laughs> because Facebook Marketplace had a portion of their database uh, basically exposed. And again, this is according to Intel Broker. Now, the database, which was exfiltrated in an October cyber attack against the Facebook contractor by another threat actor going by the name of Algostan on Discord, uh, contained nearly 200,000 data entries, including names, phone numbers, Facebook, and physical IDs, and Facebook profile settings, according to Intel Broker, who did not specify the contractor that was allegedly targeted by the hack. Uh, further examination of the data reveals that 24,127 email addresses were also compromised. So if you sold anything on Facebook Marketplace, and basically before October or in October, heads up to you. Moving on, Let's head back down under for our very first finally. That's right. We're in the finalies now. And we've got a few of them heading down under because Australia's data breaches are rising. So heads up, all you Aussie listeners and fans, because the office of the Australian Information Commissioner, or OAIC, has warned of a growing number of supply chain risks faced by Australian organizations in their latest data breach report. Now, basically, uh, the commissioner, Angeline Falk, said that OA OAIC continues to be notified of a high number of multi-party breaches, with most resulting from a breach of a cloud or software provider. Now, the July to December 2023 period saw 483 breaches reported to the OAIC. And that is up 19% from the first half of the year. There were an additional 121 secondary notifications, a significant increase from the 29 that there were in January to June. And obviously, those numbers are low because overwhelmingly, I don't care where you are in the world, many organizations simply do not report data breaches. But this is a bellwether we've got, at least for Australia. Now, malicious or criminal attacks remain the leading source of these data breaches, accounting for 322 notifications. And the majority of those, 211, were cybersecurity incidents. Health and finance remain the top reports of data breach with 104 and 49 notifications respectively. The point is, as Australia continues to grow and expand its economy, and it is, there's a lot of new construction in Australia, 
the cyber attacks will come because, well, they go where the money is. <clears throat> Moving on, our next finally is pharmacies all over the United States. This was basically this week. What we're talking about is Change Healthcare. They're a technology services provider for pharmacies, and they experience a cyber attack from a suspected nation-state threat actor that has caused widespread delays for patients who need prescription refills across the United States. Now, Change Healthcare is part of Optum Solutions, which in turn is part of the healthcare conglomerate United Health Group. Optum said that uh, indications, all indications suggest the cyber incident is limited to Change Healthcare only and has not spread to other United Health entities. Now, the outage, which began on February 20, um, basically was likely to last until Friday, February 23rd. And obviously, I'm sitting here on February 25th <clears throat> talking about this, and we still have outages last time I checked. So on February 22nd, United Healthcare filed that required 8K disclosure to the SEC, basically saying that they had a material cyber incident and the systems were breached. Essentially, a nation-state actor was able to gain temporary access to the healthcare tech vendor systems until they were taken offline. And so, according to HIPAA Journal, Change Healthcare is responsible for 15 billion healthcare transactions annually, and about a third of U.S. patients are using that solution through whatever pharmacy or provider they're using. That is huge. One-third of us. We're talking 100 million patients plus in the United States. Now, Change Healthcare basically uh, was pulled offline, and obviously that's causing delays all over the country, uh, prompting, in this case, one Michigan retailer to wait an extra day to refill medications if possible. But the fallout may not be limited to pharmacies, who could have had exposed patient data as well. Change Healthcare also manages patient payments and has access to personal health information, meaning it may not just be delays in pharmacy, it may basically get your PHI exposed. And again, we're talking about 100 million plus patients that they are servicing in billions of transactions. And so as of me basically talking about this on Sunday, they're still having issues and so that is a huge thing. And oftentimes, medication can be life-saving. I actually had a, a, a client back in the day that was on blood clot medication and was essentially told to get off it for a couple of days for an upcoming surgery. And as a result of it, he died of a blood clot. That's how critical some medications are. And so by virtue of that, We've got to make sure that we are protecting these, uh, the, the, this critical infrastructure that is the healthcare systems as well. So uh, it's a mess. Moving on. Let's talk about another finally called iSoon. Now, FYI, I did a deeper dive on this one uh, a couple of days ago, but it has to be mentioned here in data breaches because troves of documents from iSoon that are a private contractor that basically uh, does Chinese government contracts. They're aligned with the public ministry of safety in China, which is the big surveillance outfit there, <laughs> shows that basically iSoon hackers compromise more than a dozen governments and a heck of a lot more, according to cybersecurity researchers at various outfits. iSoon also breached democracy organizations in China's semi-autonomous city of Hong Kong, as well as universities and the NATO military alliance. Now, the leaked data, the contents of which news, outlet was, news outlets were in the process of identifying and sifting through, was basically posted on GitHub, and so people started downloading it. Now, iSoon was able to breach government offices of Indian, India, Thailand, Vietnam, South Korea, and on and on and on. Go check out that video slash podcast from a couple of days ago. On basically, the, it's entitled an inside look into China's surveillance state, and it is absolutely shocking what they're doing. But it's essentially definitive proof 
that China, quite frankly, has been hacking and surveilling everybody, not just their own citizens. And finally, finally, and this is the last one we're going to talk about today, 2023 was a record-setting year for data breaches. And of course it was, because it's been absolutely nuts out there. There were more data breaches and other compromises of personal information and consumer information in 2023 in the United States, which is what we're talking about, than ever before. So Australia, you're definitely not alone. There were 3,205 data compromises in 2023. Again, those are what are reported, and those numbers are vastly low. Now, those 3,200-plus data breaches impacted 353 million total victims, a figure that includes people who appear in more than one publicly reported data breach notice, according to the Resource Center. Basically, it's a nonprofit that tracks these reported incidents of compromised personal information and consumer data. So obviously, we've got issues with things like identity theft, email phishing, data breaches due to cybercrime, all that kind of stuff. This is what they're tracking. Now, one of the largest data compromises in 2023, and I actually mentioned this throughout 2023, and at the end of it in my breaches of the year wrap-up, was move it. Hands down, the biggest issue, uh, biggest issue and biggest data breach. Now, that's a file software, uh, file transfer software tool, if you recall, and that impacted friggin' everybody across the board in multiple, multiple verticals. Now, as of uh, February 22nd, basically the Resource Center had identified 1,417 organizations or, or companies impacted by Move It. I literally talked about hundreds of these just listing off the names. Huge, huge issue. Um, now, on top of that, the company with um, the company with most victims impacted by data compromise in 2023 was T-Mobile. They had 37 million of their customers and employees impacted. Xfinity, aka Comcast, was next with 35.9 million. People Connect Inc. ranked third with 20.2 million victims. Nation Star Mortgage, doing business as Mr. Cooper, was fourth with 14.7 million impacted. Two companies using MoveIt, BPI Research and Maximus, ranked fifth and eighth respectively uh, because, again, research services, and they had a combined 22.8 million victims as well. Perry Johnson and Associates, I mentioned them earlier. I've been mentioning them for months. At this point, they impacted 9 million people and ranked ninth. And again, the disclosures are still coming for a lot of these. <laughs> Healthcare compromises were also through the roof. Thanks to WellTalk, uh, they had a move breach. They were caught up in that. And also, as I mentioned, Perry Johnson and Associates. So we're talking tens of millions combined between those two. The healthcare industry had the most compromises in 2023 by far. I can attest to that week over week over week. And you just heard it again. Most of what I just talked about was in the healthcare realm, whether it was a direct attack on a healthcare outfit or a supply chain breach. They had the most compromises, um, followed by financial services. So we're very much in line with Australia in that as well. Those then were followed by professional services, manufacturing and education. So it is crazy out there. Everybody's hacking everybody. We need good cyber hygiene in our lives. We need good cyber hygiene in our businesses, our nonprofits, our healthcare, or anything that we're doing. This is a huge problem and it's going to continue to get worse. 2024, we're just waiting for the next move it. We're waiting for the next colonial pipeline, the next, uh, you know, solar winds. This is a huge problem. So basically, please get good security out there. This is one of the longest videos I've done, probably the longest in the last year, at least, uh, you know, because we're coming up on almost 40 minutes here, like 38 minutes, 40 minutes. So with that, I'm going to leave it there. I got nothing else to say other than 
Ooh, this was a brutal week. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please, just please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.